Welcome to the sanctuary. You're listening to DC Radio 96.3 HD4 and dcradio.gov, where we inspire, educate, and empower women of color to unapologetically transform into their most authentic and healthy selves by tapping into the goddess within. Sanctuary, you're listening to DC Radio 96.3 HD4 and DCRadio.gov, where we inspire, educate, and empower women of color to unapologetically transform into their most authentic and healthy selves by tapping into the goddess within. Mm. I'm Wendy Cherry, and I'm your host, and I am super hyped today. My girl, Lisa Marie Goodson, is in the studio with me. So Lisa Marie Goodson is a metaphysical teacher, holistic practitioner, and a dope creative. <laughs> and she specializes in deciphering the true meaning of life uh, on how each of us can prosper every day in every way. <clears throat> Excuse me. So her primary focus is with us, the sisters, the black women, who want to remember their worth and use it for the good in their lives and in the lives of others. Mm -hmm. So welcome, Lisa Marie Thank Goodson. Thank you, Miss Wendy. I appreciate you. Yes, I'm so excited to have you here in the sanctuary. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So what I wanted to kind of share was how I connected with you. So... I'm on YouTube, right? <laughs> Just listening to YouTube uh -huh. while I'm packing to move, okay. right? Purging. And it was right around Christmas time. And I was looking at womb health. Mm -hmm. So I just Googled womb health. And I'm listening to a video. And then it went off. And then I guess the automatic play came mm -hmm. on. And I hear this New York accent. <laughs> now, I'm from Jersey. Yeah. So I knew that accent. And I'm like, I don't usually hear this accent on YouTube like right. that. Go ahead. So I looked at the video. And it was a video from seven years prior. But it was still speaking to me. Mm -hmm. So after I watched the whole video, then I went ahead and searched the newest content that you had. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of content mm -hmm. there, right? Mm -hmm. And I just was kind of going through and I selected something that spoke to me. Mm -hmm. And I realized that it was probably a year, you know, a, a year behind. Okay. So I said, let me go listen to the most recent thing. Right. And you were just moving. Oh, wow. You were just okay. moving from mm -hmm. California oh, wow. to North Carolina. Oh, wow. And you were just talking about how you changed your name back yes. to your name. Wow. You started to stand in Lisa Marie yes. Goodson because you were known and are known as Nubia I, mm -hmm. and how you were getting flack about that. Yes, I was. And you were <laughs> clear that you were changing, and it was okay because mm -hmm. you said it was okay. Yes, yes. And I was like, I'm changing, and I'm still kind of like not as comfortable yes. in my transition, but you kind of gave me um, permission. Mm to be okay with the change that I was personally making. Yes. So that's how I first came to know my sister, Aww. Lisa Marie Goodson. That's and this beautiful. is actually our first time meeting each other in yes. person. Mm -hmm. But she's like my sister because she's like my friend in my head. I see her on <laughs> YouTube dang near every day mm -hmm. for the last however many years that has been since you moved. Right, a couple of years. So welcome to the sanctuary. Thank you. Yes. I love you. Thank I love you, I love you so you much and I appreciate you. Uh, you know what? A lot of sisters have met me authentically. And I think that, and I really say that because I am on YouTube. And I think why I'm on YouTube is because I didn't, I didn't, the only thing that I knew ever how to do was be authentic. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of us, that's what we, when you kind of talked about that, authentically changing or moving or evolving or growing. Right. I think that we have a lot, I think a lot of women can relate to that. Like, how do I authentically be me sometimes first if I'm not sure who I am? Or, right. Right, number one. Or number two is I, I feel 
I, I know who I am, but no one else will recognize me, or I won't have the same friends or family, or what does it mean to be me? How or much you getting brand new. Exactly, right, so right, how much am I gonna have to give up because people are not gonna realize or understand who I am? But this is what I find and found that the next group of you, mm-hmm. those folks that connect to that new you or mm-hmm. that newly discovered you, right. are waiting for you. Right. It's like a door that opens up and they just run through or, or, or in a sense to your to meet with you where you are. See, I think for me, Wendy, nobody ever told me that. No one ever I'll talk no one ever told me that if I let go and then assume something, a new part of myself, because it's right. just a part of yourself, right. that there was going to be people <laughs> that were going to meet me at that level. Right. And once I realized and I saw it over and over again, I started kind of looking forward to the transformation as opposed to being afraid of the transformation. Okay. And it really was, uh, it's still a, a work in progress, but also as you get older, as many of you, y'all got that old uncle or grandfather or grandmother okay. <laughs> who at some point doesn't, it, it, uh, you have to say what you have to say. And I think that for those that don't know why, older people speak their minds is because they don't have a lot of time to waste. They get that they're getting closer to the other side. That's a nice way of saying it. Right. And it's a nice place to be, believe it or not, many say. Uh They're getting closer to the other side as they are to, they're getting closer to the other side as as opposed to uh, being here for a long time. And so they feel like it's their duty That you as a youngster, you're going to have to get this. You're going to have to get it fast. Right. Because I don't have no time. Right. And I, I, I feel like I'm moving into that stage in my life where I got to say Elder it, wisdom. Elder wisdom. Well, you know, as women, we actually go through those stages. Yes. Every There are four stages, and each of them are three cycles of seven years. Yes. So there's the maiden, and that's from zero to 21. Yes, ma'am. And then from 22 to, like, 42, there is the... um. That's the birthing years. Yes. And apparently that's the roughest year. Because yes. our hormones are doing everything. Right. Then we may be in a relationship. Yes. And then we're birthing ideas, businesses, and babies. Mm-hmm. So that's a really tough one. But when you get to 43, yes. to 63, yes. that's sort of like where you're starting to have the elder wisdom yes. start to come into you. And actually your brain rewires. Yes to start to be able to tell stories that's right and have memories to share with the next generation that stuff happens biologically yes it does physiologically and then they have the crone stage which is the the older women 63 and above yes so you're doing it yeah you know already in the early part of your life but that's what we're supposed to do pass it down yes and for those of us i'm a little grasshopper in this joint Mm -hmm. I'm open yes. to learning, and then I sift and sort and see what works for me because everything right. ain't for everybody. That's right. That's right. Everything ain't for everybody, and every time ain't for everybody because right. I think life is about, uh, okay, I think life is about uh, feeling or life is about getting it in a mm-hmm. sense when you get it. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a time when the same information will keep coming back to you until you're ready to receive it. Because right. I really know that that for me, there's so many people, you talk about YouTube, how many folks I used to see on YouTube that mm-hmm. with, I, I was thinking about this idea of technology and really taking my business to the next level. Mm-hmm. And it was a sister I used to watch years ago. Mm-hmm. She could have been talking a whole nother language because I didn't see it. But five years later, I was ready to accept right, and ready to say I could learn how to do this thing. It was an acceptance. I wanted that information. Right. So when she talked five years later, I tuned in, same conversation, yeah. different elevation well, when within the student myself. Is ready, the, the teacher, teacher will appear. appear. Mm-hmm. So, so know that some information you may be pushing back, even maybe in this in this conversation we're having today, right. know that there's a piece in there that's for you. And when mm-hmm. you're ready, you will get it. Planting so, of the seeds. I say. Yeah. I say. So the black bear. So Lisa Marie Goodson is the, the visionary, the founder, the owner of the Blackberry Beauty Academy. Mm-hmm. What is that? That's a great question. You know, I think about it, how it came about. You know, I used to make beauty products. It's interesting. I'm a metaphysical woman first. And meta just means beyond, beyond the physical. Every woman, I feel like, especially black women, we can relate to that belief in there's something beyond.
beyond what we can see. Right. So just to break it down, it's that simple. And I always say I'm a metaphysical woman at heart, but I remember uh, talking about metaphysical things because it wasn't something separate from me. The things about what I can't see but I feel, I felt like my sisters was feeling it too. Mm -hmm. So I would get on YouTube and talk about that, but people would say, oh, what do you use for your skin? Or what are you doing with your, what do you do? And I said, oh, I make my own products. And it started off as the idea of the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice. And I started a a beauty care skin line. Um, People asked for it. And what happened through the years is I realized that it's what I had to say. I felt that if there was a glow or a shine, it was more than the products. Right. It was it was what I felt and what I connected to each morning in my meditation or your prayer, whatever right. that is. And that's what I wanted people to understand. But the Blackberry Beauty came from either the products, but it stuck. It stuck because it is that, I feel like it is that true black is beautiful no matter your complexion, your size, your height, your weight that is what does that really mean and for me it meant again it was an inner beauty mm-hmm. uh, now that i mean it's funny that i, I had blackberry beauty which i got from a it's an old african-american proverb yeah. let's get some context here yeah for the I black of the berry the sweet of the juice and it was a something that was said to young dark-skinned girls at the time who we're, we're, we're not feeling very beautiful in our culture, our society, and so okay. this was something that your grandmother would have said to you, don't you know the black of the berry, the sweet mm-hmm. juice? I mean, this is in line with God don't like ugly, another African-American <laughs> right. proverb. Right. So it was a thing that made a black little girl feel better. Right. And so I felt, well, that premise is still there. We're all the black little girl, no matter if we're 30, 40, or 50 years old, that is still wanting to feel better about ourselves. Absolutely. So the Blackberry Beauty kind of stuck. And in the course, I decided to create these online courses that basically, I mean, when I, I mean, I didn't think about it, but that is dealing with the little Blackberry Beauty girl on some level who feels like there's something more, mm-hmm. there's something I'm not getting, there's something to this life. And as a black little girl in a woman's body, I, I don't, I'm, I'm disconnected. Yes. And how do I get connected again? Wow. And so that's what it was. It was about how do we connect to that black little girl mm-hmm. who is this beautiful black woman, but just because I appear that way, mm-hmm. I'm not feeling that way. Right. It's sort of like we are um, not emotionally spiritually connected we're still in that little baby phase yes we're still healing the wounds that happened to the fifth and fifth five-year-old and the seven-year-old but we got this grown woman body there you go and people would think that we're supposed to act a certain way right so that makes sense yeah so blackberry beauty Tell us a little bit. Let's go back. Tell me about your mm-hmm. background. Like, where are you from? Mm-hmm. I, like I said, that New York accent got me. <laughs> That's what got me. But, yeah. like, how did you get to the sage that you are now? I say, beautiful. You know, it's so funny. I love it. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. And because when people saw me on YouTube, I was clearly in California when most people yeah. met me. Yeah. So, uh, and I know you think, but you know, you, I know it don't fit. You're like, that is not a California accent. Where's no. this girl from? So I'm from Brooklyn, New York, born and raised. I love to say it because I'm proud to be from Brooklyn. I feel like New York taught me so much about all the things I were not, I was not. <laughs> and let me just say that, no diss to the borough, but to Brooklyn, because that's where I'm from. But if I, I, I so, how many of you women out there right now are identifying with a self that you truly believe is you? I was born here, I was raised here, I, I'm gonna die here. It's what we, right. I, I grew up in Brownsville, never ran, never will. You know, next right. to best die, do or die. Right. I'm just saying, like, right. you just thinking you're gonna die where you was born. Oh. And I didn't know that I that wasn't true. I just had this idea that maybe what was out there? I wanted to know what was out there. Okay. And just by wanting to know, series of situations came into my life. Right. Um, keep in mind, though, I was raised in a very non-traditional family. Okay. Non-traditional. No, and no, no disrespect to any belief system. We embrace all belief systems, whether it was Christianity or Muslim or, I mean, yeah, metaphysics, Harry Krishna. It didn't even matter. Okay. Buddhism. We was feeling it. My mother was delving into and finding herself. So we okay. had a very open kind of lifestyle. So it was a perfect for a girl that would move to California mm-hmm. because when I had an opportunity to go to California, uh, it was a job that actually got me out there. Okay. I never had traveled. I, never, I left the borough, but not the state uh-huh. of New York. And when I went to California, it was like my mother knew something. 
And what do I mean by that? Like, she doesn't really, she, my mother is now with the angels, but I know she would have never known that she was preparing me for California. Okay. Because it was just quirky enough, mm-hmm. <laughs> just a little natural and avocados and bean sprouts, like for real. Like, yeah. people really cared about those things. And yes. the issues was different and social justice. And I didn't have to be stuck in a role like being a girl on the block, like mm-hmm. which I wasn't anyway. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to, I could be that little different, little weird girl. And when I went to California, that's what I found. So okay. when you say to Sage, California, for me and for you, it could be DC, it could mm-hmm. be New York, it could be Philly. You don't have to physically move to move your consciousness or the way you see life or the way you would like it to be. That's like a tweetable moment, like I Oprah say, says. That's a tweetable thank moment. Thank you, because yeah. you don't, and I and what I, when mine happened to be in California, and that's when I started saying, what else is out there? Like, mm-hmm. spiritually, but also physically in the, in the world, what is this world? What does it look like? How big is it? Where? What do other people do? How do other people pray? How do other people live? That's all it was. It was because my mother laid that groundwork that there's more. And why don't you investigate? And so I studied a lot. I read a lot of books, metaphysical, other spiritual books, Christian-based books, all kinds. I read. I I sat with myself. I did a lot of outdoor things. I was always in the sun. Mm-hmm. I was near the ocean. I lived by a lake. I had a child. I was married to a Rasta. I mean, we can go on and on. Wow, I became right. a vegan, a vegetarian, and now a raw foodist, which I still go back to vegan and vegetarian within that. Okay. I explored life. Yeah. And I lived it. But guess what? This is what's the funny part of how I'm on YouTube, and this is where I really want to relate to you. I was just being me. Yeah. I did a YouTube to tell you about how great raw foods was. I didn't know all this. I was in metaphysics. I was a child. I learned this stuff. This is my life. I was really and still truly am sharing my life with you. Right. And that's what I love about you, Lisa Marie. (laughs) It's the authenticity because I think that I wore a mask for many, many years. Mm -hmm. I am... You know, my birthday is next week. I say. And I am moving towards that 50. That's right? right. Real close. That's right. And so I think for probably a good little section in my life, mm-hmm. I wore the mask. Not as a child, because I was free, yes. chilling in a loving family. And that was never the question. Right. I think high schoolish, past college, and then getting my butt kicked in the real world yes. is what like made me start to put on different masks. Mm-hmm. And now, like maybe about five years ago, I was like, bump that. Yes. Because I'm dying. Yes. Emotionally. I say. Um, and so I was like, I can't wear these masks. And then when I attracted you, mm-hmm. and on that very first video that you were talking about was like, I was born this way. Yes. I was born Lisa Marie. Yes. My mother gave me that. Yes. And... This Nubia eye, I created it, and I am still parts of her, too. Yes. But I'm changing, and y'all can come or don't. Yeah, I that. And that's what I was <laughs> I like. You. She is serious. <laughs> and then I have followed you, I guess it's been about two years now, and I've taken many of your classes mm-hmm. and things like that, and I do want to talk about those. But you are always changing. Always. And sometimes it's not, probably not popular to everybody because no. I hear you say it. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, go, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm <laughs> just like, that. um, that's, she's like the one person who I see who is evolving in front of everybody. Yeah. And even though it might be embarrassing, even though it might be uncomfortable, yeah. she's still evolving. And then there's a line in the Erica Badu song called Me. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's really difficult to um, grow publicly. Mm-hmm. And you're doing that. Mm-hmm. And that has given me courage I to see. be able to grow publicly. Really, I don't care what anybody says. That's to be right. honest. There you I'm just finding my way. Yeah. And, and taking the lead of the wise sages like oh, you and other women who are in my life and gentlemen too. Yes. Um, and being open to that. So I think the first thing is you got to be open. Yeah. Open to the change. Yeah. You got to be open and you got to understand that it's not going to stop changing, right? So what is the term? There's nothing constant but change. Right. And I think for me, like, think about this. First of all, I'm a Leo. Let me just get that out there because I think that we need to know about that. We uh, <laughs> love the stage. Yeah. And uh, like I said, well, I always think about the president of the United States, former uh, Barack Obama. I said, of course he was a Leo. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the grandest stage of all. Leo mm-hmm. love it. Was So first of all, when I put that camera on, 
I forget that there's other people on the other side. Maybe that's the beauty of YouTube is uh -huh. that it's not live. And you can, in a sense, it is now, right? But you can actually get in front of a camera and leave it. You know, it's something that even in theater that I learned. In theater, let me just tell you, I used to take theater. Theater is about life. Mm -hmm. It's the most most thing that I've ever done that's about life. And okay. it's about the idea of not pretending. Right. You're not pretending to be that role. You're not an actor pretending to be that person that right. you're playing. You are being that person. You are that person. You right. are it. And if right. you're not it, then you gonna everybody gonna be like, oh, that was good acting. That you ain't right. doing your job. Then you don't want nobody to tell you, I love your acting. I don't be acting. I'm, right. I'm that's me. Right. So, <laughs> and there's another thing in acting you learn. So one of this is you're authentically that person, right? Yeah, you're authentically yeah. the person. Okay. So the other part of it is there's a thing called the fourth wall. And this idea is that as an actor, you will never, you don't break the fourth wall. In other words, there's people out there in the audience, but you never see them. Oh, okay. The actor continues to be in their part because this is a real world that we're doing. Right. So in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm in a sense, not breaking the fourth wall, meaning I'm just telling you my story, whether you're there or not. Gotcha. My story will not change because you're there or not. Mm -hmm. My story will continue no matter what. Mm -hmm. And so there's a training in that, but it also was a very spiritual kind of thing for me. So when I'm on YouTube, it's the same thing. If this helps you too, mm -hmm. I'm so happy for that. Right. But I need this. <laughs> yeah, I always hear you say, I'm speaking to myself. I'm speaking to myself. Like, yeah. I, I need this. I need to get it out because there's something about an elder, elder woman once told me that Met something she was talking about at this time that men maybe didn't understand. When a, a woman talks through her problems or her issues, mm -hmm. she talks because in the talking, she's going to find a solution okay. to that which she's dealing with. Okay. So that's just the thing that we do. So in talking, sometimes I, I, I'm troubled with something. I'll go on YouTube. I'll be like, yo, I, I don't figure it out. Thank you, y'all. Like, right. But the thing is, we are. You said a word. You said I attracted Lisa mm -hmm. Marie. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the same thing. So it's not. I think I'm in my little bubble, and I'm really just talking about myself. I mean, I say that humbly, but in mm -hmm. actuality, everybody that's watching is like, "Hi, huh, you know, that's what I'm going through." You said something yeah. that I said, and people got to know that you're not alone. And a lot of us think that we are, but yeah. you're not. And right. that's the beauty of the world is those folks that attract and you attract to. Is, is, there's a lot of healing yeah. in this thing we're doing. <clears throat> there is, and that's why I love the sanctuary. Um, and I share a lot of my stories with, like when I bring in the guests and I share my way of how I got connected with that person yes. and kind of like what my experience was because if you don't know, then you don't know. Exactly. If I didn't tell you or if it didn't get gossip to you about whatever, That's then right. you don't know. And you'll be like, dang, she went through that too? Yes. So I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. So that's why I like to share those stories mm -hmm. because you realize you're not alone and I'm on the other side of all the bull crap. Yes, yes. For, you know, for, for the past. Right. You know, and then I'm preparing for whatever comes, but now I even have a different way to deal with things that come. That's right. Because I have new tools. You have new tools. And so you're the one who yes. has given me lots of good tools. Mm -hmm. So, like, I want to give an example. I was buying my house last year. Yes. And she just happened to be Congratulations. doing... Congratulations. Thank you. Mm -hmm. She just happened to be doing a sacred space. Mm -hmm. Three week, I think, yes. intensive. Yes. So we would get on on Sundays and talk, and she would show us things around her house. And then every day at seven o'clock, we would get on YouTube, Facebook, mm -hmm. or whatever mm -hmm. on Facebook, and she would just go and we would type in questions. And then there were groups of us, so mm -hmm. we kind of like bonded that way. Mm -hmm. It was the perfect timing. Mm -hmm. So tell us about sacred space and how important decor is because she also has Afrocentric decor. Mm -hmm. So tell us how important it is to have a space in your home mm -hmm. that um, feels good and that's spiritual. Because people mm -hmm. don't think about that. Oh, mm -hmm. I just got the broom over in the corner mm -hmm. or I put my, my couch over that way. Mm -hmm. There's things that you can tell the audience about how to make it even better yeah. for you. Yeah. You know, I think every woman, every man, every woman really wants a sacred space. You might not call it that. You might call it your sanctuary. Man cave. Right, right. Man cave. Men have that she shed is another mm -hmm. word that I'm hearing now. Everybody knows that there has to be a separation from the outside world and the inside world. 
So it's the same thing on a spiritual level. That's what you do when you go to church that Sunday. That's your separation from the outside world. Mm -hmm. That's your inside world. So you want that in a sense when we talk about a sanctuary as the word you're using or sacred space Mm -hmm. or church. We're saying that that space can be everywhere and Mm -hmm. your home is where you live. So think about though where you really live. You live in your body. In your body. Mm -hmm. That's your home. The first. Right. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't everything be a reflection of the home? That's why the church home is still up the idea of the divine within yourself. Right. So this idea, too, another thing, too, I want to say is we've already been doing it. Your grandmother and your great-grandmother and those old ways and those strange things that she did, she knew about keeping a house clean. And she understood that the house cleansing was going to keep the family, in a sense, cleansed in a real way. Mm-hmm. And so... It's funny, I'm doing the, the course again called Sacred Space. It's actually coming up in November. So here we are again. It's okay. something I do all the time, and of course it changes. So the idea of everything in your home is so sensible. It's that if anything, if I walk into my house and anything is obstructing me, if I kick my toe on that dang cheer leg every day, or I can't stand looking at that ugly brown curtain that's up on my window seal, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, or, you know, I don't like the fragrance up in here, or why is the toaster over there when I use it every day, right? right. That's the idea. And people think it's a feng shui, which is an, uh, an art of placement, which is an Asian uh, belief system, but in actuality, it's very African. Mm-hmm. Your your grandmother understood that at one point she only had the things she needed and everything was multi-purpose. So yeah. it starts the first rule. Number one, it starts to make you think about what am I bringing in my space? Is it just taking up space or is it useful? Right. There's a metaphor in that. Right. Think of people, places, and things. Okay. Is right. it taking up space? Is it useful? You got what I'm saying. Yep. So then you start looking at the, what what visually is appealing to me. What makes me feel serene? What makes me feel stressed out? Right. Then you start looking at you know, I like water, even though I don't live near the water. How can I bring water into my home? Can okay. I get a water fountain, water features? Can I get a, they got a, I got an essential oil uh, diffuser that actually you can hear the water bubbling and it just makes me feel good. Okay. You start thinking about scents in your house. Mm-hmm. A lot of you do. You'll buy the glade and you'll plug it into the wall because you want something nice. There's just natural ways of doing it, using different kinds of essential oils. Right. But what is the point of the whole thing? That when you walk in, and you close that door, you say, ah. Right. The Zen Palace. My <laughs> daughter and I call our I home it. the Zen Palace. I love when it. When people come in, they say it's so peaceful. Yes. They say it smells good. Yes. And just the way that I've decorated it, thanks to the things that you taught me about the importance of putting things in places. So it really does make a difference. It makes so a difference. So we come in from the cold, hard world, yes. and then it's just like our little place. There you go. Yeah. It envelopes you. It mm-hmm. makes you feel amazing. And a lot of us, we're not getting a lot of amazing out there. So wh- this is a place that you create because it's for you. Yeah. It's the ultimate self-care is actually taking care of your home, is taking care of yourself. And that's what I've learned through sacred space. So, yeah. And then I brought into people just certain things that I saw my grandmother do, just the idea of order. And that I remember my grandmother getting up early and having dinner ready by lunchtime. I mean, there was just so many... uh, so many uh, wonderful ways of that black women were able to maintain a sacred space just by being themselves. Yeah. We talk about the broom in the corner of the room. So that was to sweep out negativity, but also to keep the house cleansed mm-hmm. or the food being done at a certain time because they knew to eat late, you wasn't going to be a happy person. So they wanted your food to be ready when your dad got home or mm-hmm. when you got home. It was the time we had supper. Even so, sacred space is so much more even than, it's about art of placement, it's about putting things, but it's also about order. Mm-hmm. Why is this functionality? Yeah. All these things that now today, I see you young people and I love you. I see you, you know, you're saying, oh, I'm a minimalist and I want to, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> subscribe to minimalism. But we already did that. That's yeah. a very African concept of using what you have as beauty. The comb wasn't just a comb to comb your hair, although it was. It was also for decorations to put on your wall. The calabash or the coconut shell was not just a coconut shell. Well, yes, you drink, but you can drink from it. You can eat from it, use Mm -hmm. it as a plate. Mm -hmm. And it's actually really beautiful decor. Start thinking like that. And so that less is more that you already know, but 
more is good too, just the more has to speak to you. It has to speak to you and it has to, like you, we're talking functionality. Yes. So when I was taking your class, I was looking at all of the dishes that I had. Right. Half of them were cracked because I had a baby at Ooh, that time. Yeah. And then, um, so I bought new dishes. Yes. And I love them. Yes. It was at Ross. Yes. Like the whole joint was like $16.99. And saying. they got some nice weight on them, that right? They do. And there's just four glasses, that's four plates, ahead, four queen. salad plates, and four bowls. That's what I'm about. And that's all that's in my cabinet. Yes. And I open the cabinet and it's clean. I threw out all the plastic. Yes. Go ahead. And go I ahead, put everything do. in glass. Yeah. So everything is in glass. And then I just did a, I called it like a, a I pimped out my refrigerator. That's right, you, you know got, what I'm to, got to. So I put all the vegetables in mason jars or yes. I save every that's jar that's glass. Yes. And then I can see. I can see what yes. I need to do. There it's more um preserved better. Yes. And then I take it out of the plastic. You know, right. you can buy vegetables in the plastics or in those little bags, but yes. I put it in glass and it just looks pretty. So pretty. But you taught me that. I love and that. so it makes it easier. It's more functional. Now I don't even have all that chopping when exactly. it's time to start cr cooking. There you go. And then I know what's there, so I'm not buying extra if I don't need it because I can go. see it. Absolutely. And there's only a few of us at my house. Yes. So if people come over, we'll just get us some more. There you go. Some really cute, like little paper plates, and then we don't have to be washing all the there dishes. Washing all the dishes. So makes functionality. Sense. Functionality. But it just made life easier. Yeah. It made life easier, and when I walk into my home. I'm like, wow, because my yeah. view is beautiful yes. and the way that I set it up and everybody, you know, I set up each room a certain way. Yes. And I'm just like so grateful. I always yes, have gratitude when I walk into my home and I feel <sighs> good. Yeah. I, I feel it. And you know what? And that transcends and transfers to everything and everybody around you. Like you shared that story with me. Her sharing that story with me, I felt that. Like I felt that good vibe. I pictured all the rooms in my head. That's the beauty of feeling good as an individual. It really does transfer to everyone else in your life. So a lot of times when we're trying to control the behavior or attitude of others, we just have to find that sacred space within ourselves, mm -hmm. which then transcends into all our spaces, which then transcends into all the people around us. That's what's so beautiful. Like, I felt that. Like, I felt every one of those. And I like how you said, I use all the glass. Anything, like, if I buy something that's glass, that was containing glass, mm -hmm. I reuse the glass. Mm -hmm. And I always think about the jelly jar. Like, yeah. that was a big thing when we were youngsters and kids. Like, you would never throw away right. the jar after you take jelly with your peanut butter and jelly you yep. put the, you wouldn't that was a glass you yep. took that top off and you had that sitting up there with all the other glasses yes, yes. <laughs> just like young people do mason jars today so mm -hmm. it is still it is the idea is that what is old is new and what is new is old right like you said the motto my motto of black beard beauty is ancient african wisdom for the modern system right it's old y'all we just making it look pretty and new for you but it's old. And I think knowing that you are connected to something greater than yourself, as, as kind of we started, mm -hmm. it reflects in every part of your life that need. Mm -hmm. I think there's a desire. You know, you talked about earlier how we're all still trying to figure it out. We, we went to the right schools and we got the good job and we hopefully married the, the, the man or the husband or the partner. Mm -hmm. And we're still trying to, we're still, what is missing? What, what, yeah. Where is something else? And I feel like, it is the idea of why we're here. What is the true connection of why we're here? And that's it. The word is connection. Mm -hmm. connection. What can we get connected to? Mm -hmm. So uh, your home is actually a place where you learn a lot about yourself. And once you start connecting to it as an entity of something worthy of being loved and adorned mm -hmm. and adored, mm -hmm. can you imagine what that vibration of having that in where you live, how that's going to make you look and feel so that the same thing that you want from your home and your home is giving you, you're going to get out there. Right. People are going to have to, they're going to feel like this woman feels like she's cared for. Well, let me tell you something, which is hilarious. I love this story. Uh -huh. So I did the sacred beauty with you. Yes. Sacred beauty, adornment. Yeah. Sacred, yeah, sacred beauty is good. Uh -huh. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so she was teaching us how to be comfortable with our bodies. And this oh, yes. was going into the summertime. Uh -huh. So this might have been June, July of last year, 2017, right? right. So she said... Buy dresses yeah, and did. wear all dresses. Yeah, you did and that. you know, I'm I have and I'm gonna stop telling the story because I'm also right. learning to stop telling stories right. about myself. Yeah. Um and living in that, but 
I'm pretty masculine, yeah. even though you wouldn't know it. I'm pretty masculine, yeah. and so I'm learning to balance and and tap more into the feminine yes, part yes. of myself, right? So I like pants, mm-hmm. okay. So she says, get some dresses. I went to to I call it the playground, TJ Maxx, Ross, there Marshalls, and all I that, and I playground. found twelve ninety nine dresses, yes. a whole rack of them. Oh, yeah. So I bought probably like fourteen of them, yes. Joyce, oh, and yeah. I wore them the whole summer. Yes. And I felt so feminine. Yes. But like this one time, Lisa Marie Goodson told us, don't wear no drawers. That's right. That's right. right. Come on now, ladies. So I was like, huh? All right. So I was like, all right, well, let's give it a whirl. That's right. right. So I go out to this um, club with my friend, not a club, a lounge, like a rooftop spot with my girlfriend. And it was, but this was already after doing a lot of work. Of course. This was already doing a lot of internal. This was already being like maybe two weeks into your class Mm -hmm. and having already taken other classes and feeling really good. And then I'm a summer baby. Yes, yes. I love when it's warm. So I go and I must have, I don't know what I was doing. Right. But my girlfriend was like, you brought all the boys to the yard that day. I did because they were coming in droves and and I kept having to remember, oh yeah, I got my skirt on, I'm doing my feminine thing. I must be emitting, emoting, I don't know what the word is, giving off some female energy. Yes. So you taught me that and I I always love that story. That story is funny to me. I love that story. You shared that and I love it and you know what? It makes me feel so happy that you can bring such joy to the world. Like, I mean, I'm telling you, that's another thing. I don't think we look at ourselves as joy givers right. or that to, to people that we never even met. Like, isn't it nice to make other people happy that without even trying? So you're not being drained from that. Mm-hmm. That even, mm-hmm. that was something that enlivened you. Mm-hmm. And then and it also did that for other people as well. Right. And I think that's the bonus is like, when you're able to see what the work you've done, that was a manifestation, like you said, of mm-hmm. all the work that you've done. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, I don't know who Lisa Marie, what she was doing, but she wasn't lying about this one. Right. And I love that, I love that right. story. Okay, so let us know. You also taught me this, how to change with the seasons. Mm-hmm. Okay, so oh, yeah. another story that yeah. I told about myself, mm-hmm. and, and it was true. I mean, you know, everything is a season. So yeah. now I'm deciding that that season is a wrap. Mm-hmm. But during the fall, mm-hmm. I would experience depressive um, symptoms. So mm-hmm. the seasonal affected disorder yeah. was, was my thing. Right. From the time I was a little child, yeah. when it started to get dark around four o'clock, mm-hmm. I was going down. Yeah. Emotionally, spiritually, I was just going down with no real way to put that in a container and understand what that was. Right. So, you know, when they when they changed the um, daylight savings time mm-hmm. and pushed it up, I was like, woo, yes. right? But when I attracted you and you started talking about, say, you know, changing with the seasons mm-hmm. and going into sacred hibernation, yes. what the heck am I, a bear? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what do you mean? So cute. A sacred hibernation, <laughs> what do you mean by right. that? Right. So I used the, the signs and some of the tools and tips that you said to use. And right. I'm going to have you go through a few of those. Definitely. Because we're going back into that season going again. It's, it's like October here yeah. um, during taping. Mm-hmm. And it's cold out that joint. Yeah, it's it only in the mid, low 60s right now today. Right. And so I put the practices in and I felt like last year was the first time I like just totally rode the wave right. of fall and then yeah. winter. And then when spring came, I was happy, but I felt happy the whole time. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, um, beautiful. What can you tell our listeners about some things that we can do to help us navigate the change of the season? Absolutely. You know, first I want to say this is personal for Wendy. So we're all listening. This is good. Uh-huh. Wendy, this is going to be a different year for you in general. Okay. Because one of the tips is something that people think they can't do anything about, but I still need to say it and I'll help you get to that place is you're doing your own thing now. Yeah. So you got to think about it. If you think about, let's just talk about the Americas and where we live right now and the idea of how indigenous people saw all parts of nature in every season. Right. They were opportunities to do certain works to get certain things. Okay. So everything is an opportunity to gain and not to lose. When you feel like you're losing, it is because of not the seasons themselves, 
but what we're required to do during those seasonal changes. Okay. So in other words, it's like if you had your cycle or your period and you were able to stay home more, right. it would be more enjoyable. You could sleep, lay down, relax, watch right. something, watch a movie, write in your journal, sit in the park, whatever. Right. You would never think, okay, you would never ever think that that would be a problem. You would never think that your period wouldn't feel so bad. It would actually right. start to get better. You would have less cramping right. because you would be doing the things that it dictates. It says if your cycle slows you down, then maybe you should slow down. Right. <laughs> if it gets darker earlier, then maybe the activities that you did when it was lighter later, mm -hmm. you're not supposed to do. Right. It's like trying to, you can't do something when it's out of order. It's not going to happen. It's almost like you can't grow, you know, strawberries in the wintertime. I know we all could have them, right. but you can't grow them. So right. there's a season for everything. And like it's like saying if you love apples, you can't wait till the fall come. If you love oranges, you can't wait till the summer come. Mm -hmm. You know that in summer, that's something to look for. I can't wait till August. I can't wait till June because watermelon season. We right. used to be able to. So there's a couple of things going on. The idea of that kind of delayed gratification actually makes you feel good because it's something to look forward to. Right. But also within the month or the season, there's something that only comes out during that season. Mm -hmm. That's why most of us that even get depressed during the time they love a Christmas or they love a holiday because it gives them a, it's something that happens all the time that mm -hmm. they can look forward, look forward to, but to it, it only happens in the wintertime. Yeah. So a lot of us spend a lot of money to try to get over the feeling of something's not right instead of joining the season. So let me give you some tips that I know that would work actually for the change. Let's talk about the fall. Okay. The fall says to you, it's getting cold, but it ain't really cold yet. Right. <laughs> it's not as cold as it's about to get, right? right? So that's a clue to me. It's like, oh, this must be preparation time. Okay. Have you all had better experiences in life with anything when you prepared for it? Yes. When you knew it was coming, you prepared, you got, same thing as saying, gather the winter coats, get your favorite scarf, get your favorite hat. If you have a fireplace, gather your wood. If you have a home, get candles, get scented candles, my thing, get furniture that feels good, get a fur, faux fur rug, really literally gather your tools okay. and you'll find that there's excitement in saying, wow, this is the season, look at all the beautiful stuff that's out, mm -hmm. let me get my acorns and my, my, my eggnog and my chestnuts, I mean literally it's exciting, so get excited about it. Okay. Understand that we're getting we're preparing. So winter's about, this is hibernation, and it really is. It's about saying, why are you fighting that it gets dark at night and it's cold? Stay in. Okay. Now, I know many of us have to work. We have to drive, and we have to do things of that nature. And so you're saying, because I'm saying in a perfect world, especially the women, we were able to be more in and to do the nurturing work. And that was making sure the house was clean, that dinner was on the table at a certain time because it does get dark earlier yeah. and you can't go to bed until you your food digests. So there was things. We were more into, and you can still do it. This is the time to make that fabulous soup mm -hmm. that everybody loves that you used to make. This is the time to make your muffins, your biscuits, so the things that make you feel loved and nurtured and warm. This is the time to start thinking about, like I said, the idea of candlelight and things that make your ambience more better. Mm -hmm. This is the time to also get more rest. <laughs> right. I can't stress that. You're tired because yeah. you need to rest. Yeah. But we're thinking, I'm tired. Why well, I'm so tired? I don't want to be tired. Why am I tired? It's the dark is getting dark. When you get dark, you're supposed to go to sleep. So right. in other words, start setting up your life where you're saying, I'm not going to do that after work. Uh, drink or two. I can do. I can do my drink if you want to do that. But go home and do that. Right. I'm not gonna have go out for dinner every night. I'm gonna have more dinner gatherings or small gatherings within my home. Do you understand how beautiful and cozy this time is, and how you can create that? So what you're basically supposed to do is bring everything from out in. Yeah. That's why you're feeling so inner. That's why you're so tired. That's why you need more rest. Find ways to incorporate in your home a beauty, an ambience, and say all that interaction. Another thing, as women, we a lot of us as we have our best girlfriends, and we meet up. Why don't we meet up at our again at your, your different girlfriend's house each month? Yeah. This is a meetup, so we don't have to. For those that are, I'm gonna do the woo woo thing. Mm -hmm. That's into rituals. 
then of course you can do new moon, full moon. But let's talk about everybody else. You're into rituals too. Going to Starbucks every day and getting your drink is a ritual. Meeting your girlfriend right once a week for tea or coffee or dinner is a ritual. So why don't you create fall ritual? Ritual saying that it's fall. Everybody's feeling this way. Mm -hmm. Let me call my four girlfriends over and say, once a month we'll rotate the houses and we'll go to each other's house and we'll make have eggnog or we'll have cider or we'll do hot chocolate and we'll just talk because that time is a very emotional time. Mm -hmm. That's why you don't want it to come because you don't want to deal with all those emotions. But do you understand laughing with your sisters, having fun, being one? Some may say, well, I don't have a big sister circle. Okay. So what am I going to do? I mean, I feel alone. What what, what am I going to do? Then that's even better in a lot of ways because most of the time you're working, you're not alone. You're driving, you're really not alone. You're still with, with a bunch of traffic. It's the one time that you're allowed to be alone, so that's the same thing. Get that nice faux fur rug and that cup of hot chocolate and curl up. Right. It's the greatest. I want to say it again because I don't really think you heard me, and I think you forgot how amazing it is because you don't take the time to do it. Right. You're not going to stop running around in the summer and springtime. You're not supposed to. There's got to be a time where there's a... Listen, y'all talk about the Bible to say it's a time for everything. Mm -hmm. So if it's a time for everything, it's a time for the winter, the spring, the summer, the fall. Come back in and reevaluate. Write out your your list for the next year, the things that you want to do, or start thinking about all the things that you didn't like this year and you you don't want to do it again. I mean, it is such an opportunity to get to know you Mm -hmm. and to if you're and one thing if you're a mother or wife and have children. This is an opportunity to when the kids come in and after you get them from school, rather than this everybody going in their separate rooms, really have a family gathering where you come together and the children color, they color in the room and you talk about the changing of the seasons and you do seasonal projects or seasonal things that, that you love to do. It's a myriad of ways to bring it in, but I want to just tell you that if it's darker earlier, then you should rest earlier. Mm-hmm. If it's cold outside, it needs to be warm inside. Mm. It's a time to really go within, and you're going to find that you're going to look forward to it because you're going to be so beaten and worn out from the summertime. Right. <laughs> you're going to be like, fall, thank you, Lord. And you know what? <clears throat> what I love, I noticed this again, older folks, older folks be loving that season too. They be like, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that summer gone. Yeah. Lord have mercy. They know something's like nothing can last forever at right. the same pace we would not be who we are if right. it did. So it's a way to delve into all the parts of you that make you amazing and extraordinary. Well, I think it's just um, really important to think about those steps mm-hmm. because we're not socialized yeah. in the era of media, yes. this new media Ooh. that we have. It used to be in the traditional media where the TV would cut off at a certain time. Yes, it did. Um, and you wouldn't eat, some of us didn't even have TV. So you did other things, but now it's a 24 hour cycle. Yes. And so the the also the computer, our our uh, tablets, yes. our phones, they all emit a yes. Blu-ray Talk. that doesn't allow for the melatonin to turn on for us yes. to be able to go into what we know as a rest state. Absolutely. So I know you got to get that email out, right? And I know you got to get that proposal out, and you just want to check on Facebook one last time because you want to be. In the conversation <laughs> when everybody's talking about how to get away with murder and what's mm-hmm. happening. So you got to be on Twitter to see what's happening. Mm-hmm. But just consider some of these things that Lisa Marie said, mm-hmm. because we are in a modern society, mm-hmm. but this is ancient stuff mm-hmm. and it'll help us navigate it better. Oh, yeah. You're going to so love that it. makes sense. Yeah. I want you to love the changings of the season. I want to go that far to say that you can. Yes. You can love it. And I look forward to it. And of course, a lot more shea butter and some other things. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's dry out here. It's dry. So let's talk about, you talked about ritual mm-hmm. and being woo-woo. So that's not, you know, that's not woo-woo. We just mm-hmm. put it in a woo-woo box. Because mm-hmm. everybody's ritual used to be to get on and watch Scandal. Mm-hmm. Everybody's ritual in the now. summertime is that pumpkin spice, which is a chemical. It's not yes. even a real thing unless I'm you create real. it with real cinnamon and nutmeg let's and whatever, right? 
what are some of your rituals? Yes. What are the things that you do on a consistent basis that make you feel good? Yes. And then also tell us what is your ritual for this time of the season yeah. that has changed from whatever you did in the summer. I love it. Yeah. So first of all, a ritual that I, I really came to me yesterday because I am visiting D.C. Mm-hmm. So and a lot of you are traveling. So I think this is going to be a great one for many people. A ritual for me is actually going to sleep when I'm tired. Like, I know that sounds very weird, but mm-hmm. that's such a thing that most people don't do. Right. You know, there's this idea of the belief of Zen, and it's a question that one would ask in Zen, and it would be, what is Zen? Zen is to eat when you're hungry, to sleep when you're tired, mm-hmm. and to and to something else, to eat, you know, eat, live, basically, and drink when you're thirsty. Okay. So you don't, when you're thirsty, you don't eat. I mean, we do, right? But that's not what your body or what you were craving. Mm-hmm. If we all were able to listen to our bodies and ourselves, n- rituals would naturally come. Rituals mm-hmm. are things that make sense in our lives. Now, today, rituals are saying that our life is su- such chaos. <laughs> this is where the woo-woo comes and people think it's woo-woo, that I have to create a, a ritual in order to be outside of the chaos. And I'm saying to you that so we could even take the loaded, the, the energy behind ritual is that really is saying, I want to create a lifestyle mm-hmm. that, because seasons are coming all the time, so you could actually put this into your lifestyle. Uh-huh. What is my fall lifestyle? Yeah. What is my spring lifestyle? What is my winter lifestyle? What is my uh, fall, winter, summer lifestyle? Look at that, I just, now we just changed it. What is your lifestyle? And once you start creating a lifestyle around the time of the seasons, you'll see a big change in your life. So for Mm -hmm. me, uh, I actually am working, but I'm so-called on vacation. I literally took the time to just rest. The vacation didn't have to be how full can I make my days in order to feel like I got something out of it. (laughs) So one of the rituals that I do everywhere I go is the first day that I visit a place, That first day when I come in, I don't really go anywhere. Okay. I, I acclimate myself to the room, I put my stuff away, and I rest, because most of us are probably tired, tired from the travel. From the travel. Mm-hmm. So create rituals around things you do every day. If you are tired from work, don't push yourself to go to that thing that's not necessarily necessary. Right. Okay, just don't, so that's one ritual. Like Your practices, believe me ladies, it's gonna make a big difference because you'll have more time and more energy for the things you really love that's gonna change your life. Right. That's one thing I do. What's different from my summer ritual to winter is also uh, I, um, I go to sleep. I can't talk about rest. I must need it. But <laughs> I go to sleep earlier. Like, I mean, it really is true. So I have to change everything in order to do that. So mm-hmm. I eat. I don't eat after 6 o'clock. Okay. That's a ritual only in the fall. Okay. I don't do it in the summer. Summer I eat when I want. I drink more water. In the winter I don't eat after 6 because just because the sun already is going down sooner. Yeah. So I already know that it's night is coming. Yeah. Our bodies don't do well on a heavy stomach going to sleep at night. That's going to interrupt our sleep patterns, which is going to make us not feel good. So a ritual for the fall for me is I literally stop eating at a certain time preparing myself to go to bed early. Mm-hmm. Remember we talked about preparation. If you're going to say you're going to do something, but you ain't preparing for it, and don't nobody want to hear what you got to say because they don't want to believe you. They're going to be like, yeah, you always say that. You ain't done nothing. You ain't going to do nothing. But right. you are. So one of my rituals is not eating after sex okay. because I know I'm going to bed. And one other ritual that I always do is morning baths, whether, whether that's a long shower for you mm-hmm. or a morning bath. It, in the wintertime, it's a must. In the summer, it's not a must. I'm doing okay. too many other things. Okay. I must start my morning with a, some form of silence, some form of meditation and relaxation. I like to put them together. My meditation is for relaxation. My relaxation is because I meditate. Okay. They're both the same. Yeah. So some morning ritual before the day starts that keeps me going and you start with those two, and there's a whole lot more that you'll actually start creating from that mm-hmm. that are going to be great. Because to give you one size is hard, but to f- help you find yourself, mm-hmm. which is what the fall does and the winter ha- sacred hibernation does, is saying you've changed or you're, you're planting seeds or right. it's time to figure out where you want to go next. 
it gives you the opportunity to do it just okay. to buy the season. So, so those are some of the things that I do. Okay. So picture me sitting here, and I'm just like watching like I am on YouTube. I'm just taking it all in. I'm getting some notes. Like, okay. But she's she's telling the truth because I did it last year. Mm-hmm. So you taught me how to do it and I put it into practice. Mm-hmm. So I created my rituals and so I started my baths. I mm-hmm. put my essential oils in. Mm-hmm. Um, did my uh, kidney liver flushes yes. on some days. Oh, yeah. um, I just tried to create some new recipes and things and eating with the seasons. With the so seasons. I'm always talking about nutrition. Now, nutrition is what nourishes you. There you go. Food is one of them. That's Spirit right. is another. Come you on, know, queen. relationships. But the nourishing part of food. Talk, talk to us about how important it is to eat with the seasons yes. and eat locally if you can. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, she said it, and that's what it's going to... Listen, y'all, this is all going to make sense to you with practice mm-hmm. because it makes sense that you have to eat with the seasons. Okay, it doesn't in a society, in the so-called, our so-called, our developed countries that mm-hmm, we live in, mm-hmm. where back in the day it, there was really no supermarket so when you went to get food or had food it was only what can grow in that climate at the time right so even back in the day if you went to a general store what they had was the grains and other stuff they didn't have to, so the fruits and vegetables was something you grew now today you can get the strawberry all year round so you probably don't know when it grows so one thing i like to do is i do go to farmers markets but you actually can go inside the store and ask your grocer is this fruit in season? Or you could Google fruits in season in my community, like in North Carolina where I live or D.C., and you can actually download a list and print it out and take yeah. it to the market with you. So yeah. just things that you could do. Because when you eat foods, that that's the thing. Remember I talked about it's the new season. It's like, oh, I could have sweet potato pie or yeah. collard greens, right? There's a season for that. Mm-hmm. And when you eat that, you feel good. You feel good on a visceral level, on a spiritual level, on a physical physical level. So when you're eating the foods that grow, when the foods grow, then actually the foods are actually preventing any disease. You don't get the flu. You don't get the depression, mm-hmm. the, the, the sad seasonal... Uh, uh, seasonal it? affective disorder. Disorder. None of that. That's also part of what you're eating, too. Mm-hmm. Because you're, you're sitting there being so... Dep- oh, it's getting dark earlier, and you already got your go-tos. Yeah. Like, this is what's Haagen-Dazs ice cream in the wintertime. Now, you understand that that's not very seasonal. I mean, I can show you how the junk food don't make sense. You know you don't want to eat something cold in the cold. Right. <laughs> right. You want to drink warm cheese in the cold. So, right. do you you see how it kind of is all about making sense? These are the things that's going to make us sicker. If you're mm-hmm. cold, have soup. Mm-hmm. If you're cold, drink tea. Right. If you're cold, you know, stay by that keep heat flowing or stay by the fire or go to things that are keeping you warm. Right. So this is idea. So eating healthy with the seasons is saying it still makes sense. If I eat those foods, I'm going to be healthier. If I, the, there's more abundance of those foods, it's easy to find, which mm-hmm. is going to make my life easier because I ain't got no time after I come home from work to be looking for food. Right. So this is what they sell. And it's also going to allow you to do those very seasonal things, make that special dish that, that everybody likes that you only can make at a certain time because it's, it, it, the time yields itself to it. So eating healthy with the seasons is everything. But once you find out and start embracing the seasons, you're going to have a ball. Like, I'm feeling this food thing. Like, ladies, you're going to love cooking in the winter and the fall. I wonder why. Right. <laughs> it's cold. Right. The heat that's generated just from the cooking is going to make you feel warmer and better. Right. So consider that. Yeah. Will you believe we only have like two and a half minutes two left? Two and a half minutes. It, it went so fast. It was fun. But I agree. So that's what I did. So now I am roasting vegetables. Mm. I'm roasting root vegetables, yes. beets and squash yes. and zucchini Love and it. you know and and the funny thing was when I was doing the kidney liver flush, I do it often, you know, just right. enough when I feel like I need yeah. it. I yeah. know I'm going to stay in the house that day cuz right. you can't be doing garlic that's right. and, and you know cuz it's, <laughs> it's raw, right? Absolutely. So you have to think about this kind of preparation for yes. and then last year I got on a plant and porridge kick. Yes. I never ever thought that I could make it. Yes. And I make it. Uh, and I join his mom. Yes. So I didn't have it all summer because that's not the time to do it. Right. And so now I'm preparing yes. to get my plants in nice and dark. Yes. So that I can start to make those things. Yes. Um but it's it's really exciting. It's and exciting. You could have never asked me this two years Come ago on. and I'd have been like, 
dang, it's about to be cold again (laughs) and it's about to be dark again. And I would have been very upset. You know what I'm saying? So I'm learning to be less resistant because we don't have a choice. It's just nature. Come on now. And when we are going with the flow Mm -hmm. of nature, Mm -hmm. then we fare better. Yes, we do. Emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and physically, we fare better. So it is. So now... I want my I want everybody because mm-hmm. you have the brothers on Facebook and YouTube mm-hmm. with you too. How can mm-hmm. they find you? Yes, yeah, so you can find me Blackberry Beauty. So you can find me on YouTube under Blackberry Beauty Academy, mm-hmm. Facebook, uh, Facebook uh, Lisa Marie Goodson and Blackberry Beauty Academy. I have two Facebook pages. Okay, you can find me on Instagram Blackberry Beauty Academy. Okay, and then my website is www dot Blackberry Beauty Academy. So that's easy. easy. So those are easy ways to find her yes. and check out her website because she has all these cool classes mm-hmm. and they're very reasonably priced yes. because it's an investment and you learning, you won't get any of this information the way that she puts it anywhere else um, for that for that price. So blackberrybeautyacademy.com. There you go. Check it out. She got stuff on sale. Yes, she has all the time. she has flash sales often. Yes. So again, thank you, Lisa thank Marie, for you. coming to the sanctuary. Yes. It's and then a thank you, her uh, live people. Yes. We hope that I you listen to it when we put it on again. Listen again. And um looking forward. And we're on dcradio.gov 96.3 HD4. Okay. Welcome you again, hopefully soon, to the sanctuary. Thank you, Queen. I love it. My pleasure. All right. My pleasure, too. Blessings, blessings. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Sanctuary. Please follow us at Awaken and Heal on Instagram and on the web at goddess-awaken.com to follow the revolution.